Welcome to Central Baptist Church's Sermon Podcast. This program features the preaching and teaching of Corey Ramirez, the pastor of Central Baptist Church of Little Rock, Arkansas. In God's Word, you will find the encouragement needed for today. And now, here is Pastor Ramirez. I want to begin first by talking about what compromise is, so we have an understanding of what we're talking about. Compromise, uh, the definition of it is an agreement, compromise is an agreement reached by adjusting your beliefs or your principles. That's what compromise is. In other words, when you make a decision or you come to agreement with somebody, but you adjust your principles or your, your convictions or your beliefs to do so. That's compromise. Now, compromise for the believer, I think, is adjusting your biblical principles. Uh, basically, changing your view, not changing God's Word. God's Word is always the same. But maybe changing your view of it or, or changing to adapt to a situation or to give in. And that would be compromise. So, uh, really what it amounts to is God's Word is the authority. We can't change God's Word. God's Word is the authority. Now, we can, we can change the way we look at it or change the way we choose to accept it. But God's Word is the authority, and it's the standard that we need to follow in life. It's the standard God has given us. And so if we look to a different authority, or if we follow another standard, then that's compromise, if we're putting something else before. So compromise is never good. It's never good. And this morning, that's what I want to talk about, how compromise stopped them. They were going forward, but because they compromised, they had to stop. They had some problems. So let's get into our passage this morning. There are three thoughts I want to share with you this morning on this that I hope will be an encouragement to you. The trouble with compromise, the first one is they sinned against God. That's the trouble with compromise. They sinned against God. Uh, First off, they disobeyed God. And let me show you their disobedience. Uh, In the book of Deuteronomy, if you have have your Bibles this morning, let's go over to Deuteronomy chapter 7. Deuteronomy chapter 7. And in this passage, we are given... The direction from God for these people as they went into the land. This was the direction for them as they would go into the land. It says here in verse 1 of Deuteronomy chapter 7, it says, When the Lord God shall bring thee into the land, whether thou goest to possess it, and hath cast out many nations before thee, the Hittites, the Girgashites, the Amorites, Canaanites, Perizzites, Hivites, the Jebusites, seven nations greater, greater and mightier than thou, And when the Lord thy thy God shall deliver them before thee, thou shalt smite them and utterly destroy them. Thou shalt make no covenant with them, nor show mercy unto them. Neither shalt thou make marriages with them. Thy daughter uh, thou shalt not give unto a son, nor his daughter shalt thou take unto thy son. For they will turn away thy son from following me, that they may serve other gods. So will the anger of the Lord be kindled against you and destroy thee suddenly." Uh, first off, the, that command is pretty clear, all right? I mean, it was pretty direct. And second, the consequences were great in that command. We're talking about destruction and God being against them. So we have a command here given to the people, and I think they knew this, they understood that, and they went into the land. And up to this point, they, they had, there were some mistakes. Uh, there was the sin of Achan. They had made that mistake. But uh, for the most part, God was blessing them, and they were going forward. They hadn't compromised. They hadn't made any agreements or treaties with anybody. And then we get here where they make an agreement with people of the land that they were forbidden to make an agreement with. And that's their disobedience. That's their sin. Now, let me explain. It wasn't what we would call willful sin as far as, you know, Achan. You go back to Achan's example in uh, what we find previously in the book of Joshua. He saw and he took. They didn't do this. They were deceived. But let me share something with you. Any disobedience is sin against God. 
And that's how the devil works today, is he tries to deceive people. That's how he operates. He tries to deceive us. So we do compromise. You see, if the devil just came straight out and said, here, do this, often we wouldn't do it. But he works deceptively. And that's what he did in this passage here. And that's what I want to talk about now, the deception. Uh, the why and how they compromised. Let's go up to our passage here in, in Joshua chapter 9. Uh, and I want to point out first here, and it says here in verse 4, it says they did work wilily. Okay, so the people that deceived them knew what they were doing. Okay, they were coming to deceive God's people. You know, the world often knows what it's doing. I'll just tell you this. It's not by accident that they deceive God's people or they get people involved in sin. The world often knows what it's doing. It's trying to get people involved in sin, trying to get people discouraged in different ways. And we find here that that was the plan. It says they worked wildly and they, they sent ambassadors. And they noticed they, they made them appear to be old or made themselves appear to be like coming from a long distance, a long trip. Uh, even today, have you ever taken a long trip? First thing you want to do is maybe get home, take a shower, uh, get cleaned up because you're just tired. They come from a long trip. They're dirty. They're dusty. Old food, old bottles, and and they put on a good appearance. Now, they didn't actually make this trip. This is just, they're they're good actors is what they were. And they dressed themselves up and they played the part. So here's my first thought to you this uh, as far as the deception is, you know, appearances can be deceiving. Be careful. Because appearances can be deceiving. You know, the devil is a master of deception. Uh, he says that he, he, he can transform his ministers into angels of light. Well, he can do that too. In other words, he can make bad things appear to be good. You know, I think he's excellent at that when it comes to Hollywood and television and everything else. Now, I'm not going to tell you, politicians, I'm not going to tell you to go out and throw your TV outside. But pay attention, folks. The devil is good at making evil appear to be good. Passing off right for wrong and wrong for right and just twisting it. That's what he does. He's a deceiver. And that's what they were doing here. They were very deceptive. And they they came here and they made this appearance. Here's the challenge here and here's the encouragement, I guess. Don't make your conclusions or your decisions based upon appearance alone. All right, make sure you look into things. Make sure you measure things by God's word. And it's true what it says, not just something someone has told you or something that appears to be good. They didn't do that. You know, the Bible actually points out they didn't counsel with God. They, they didn't go to God and, and make sure things were right. So that's the first one. Here's the second one. How about emotions? Emotions. You know, I think the, the people, when they were dressed up, I imagine they looked pitiful. They probably looked tired. They probably, I imagine they, they probably really acted the part and, and they really sold the story here that they were coming from a long distance and they played on the emotions of the Israelites. The Israelites, I'm sure, began to feel for them and, and to say, hey, yeah, uh, let's help them out, man. These people are good people. They've come a long ways. They, they, they really need some help here. So they felt for these poor travelers and because they were deceived they compromised. So here, here's the challenge for you. Be careful uh, because uh, your emotions your feelings can lead you incorrectly. They can lead you incorrectly. Uh, because emotions are based upon circumstances. What's happening? Uh, what's taking place? And, and you know you may have a day where everything's going well. And you make decisions. Based upon your emotions, you can regret those decisions later. Same thing if everything's going poorly and you make some decisions, you can regret those decisions. You know, I think uh, the challenge here is just make sure 
that you're not basing your decisions or your life on your emotions or your feelings because those change. And if you do that, you're going to be a roller coaster up and down through life. Changing your, 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 your desires or your decisions based upon how you feel moment to moment. So don't be led by your feelings. Don't be led by your feelings. Be led by God's word. Seek the, the, the Lord in the matter. I, someone told me this once, and I think it's a good practice to get into. Never make a decision on any emotional feeling, whether you're excited or whether you're completely down or discouraged. Think about it. Pray about it. Go to God about it and make sure it's a decision based upon God's leading and God's word. Here, here's the third one. How about the ego that we find here. Now, it didn't really say that they had an ego, but let me give you a thought. They exalted the Israelites. They lifted them up. Uh, let me, let's look at the passage. I'll give you the examples here when they came to him. It says here, uh, they go, uh, first off, it says they, they went to make a league with him. And at verse 8, he says, verse 8 says, and they said unto Joshua, we are thy servants. Okay, that's where it began with. We're your servants. In other words, you guys are you guys are great. We know what you guys have done and how God has worked. Uh, we're we're so low. We're your servants, and so they exalted them by saying we're your servants. And then later they gave them gifts. Uh, we find them giving gifts and encouraging them and and lifting them up. Uh, and they used the word servant throughout this passage. Basically, they played upon their ego and what we would call pride. You know, that's something that I think is we definitely got to be careful of. And pride is something that can sneak in and can come into your life. And you don't even know it. I heard someone put it this way once. Pride is one of those things that's like body odor. For some reason, you're the last person to know you have it. Everyone else sees it. And it's true. Sometimes pride can just take over and we become very proud and egotistical. And we make decisions on that and they can be some poor decisions. And that's what happened here. They were, they were lifted up. Selfishness crept in. And they didn't go to God. They thought they had the, the right answer. They were going to make their own decision. And, and I think that's what happens when the ego takes over. We stop praying or we don't seek God's will in the matter. And we make some poor decisions. So here's the, here's the thought in this first part here make God's word your authority in life make God's word your authority in other words don't make decisions based upon appearance emotions or the ego you seek God's will in the matter you pray you go to God's word make sure you're not compromising by going against what God is teaching let me give you a few examples there's just a a couple there you'll find them throughout the Bible Uh, you know the Bible tells us that thou shalt not steal Thou shalt not steal. You know, it's never good to steal. Never. Whether it's taking someone, something, you know, from someone that sits next to you and taking it and just taking, making it yours, or going out and stealing a car. It's, it's a sin. And if we choose to take something that's not ours, we've sinned. We've compromised. We've compromised our beliefs and the Word of God. Uh, how about this? Murder. Thou shalt not kill. You know, that's a hot topic today. You know, it doesn't say that thou shalt not kill. When they're outside the womb, it says, Thou shalt not kill. Abortion, folks, that's murder. That's killing. And you know what we have to understand is we can't compromise on those things. We've got to say, Hey, sin is sin. Murder is murder. We're not given the right to take a life. God's given life. And God is in control. So what we have to make sure is we don't compromise. Those are just two examples. And there can be other personal examples in your life that you're just going to say, you know, I can't compromise on those things. i got to maintain. Just make sure you're, you're walking with God and you're seeking the Lord's Word. Here, here's the next one because we're going to see what it leads to. They suffered now because they compromised. They suffered because they compromised. Let's get into our passages a little bit more. The Bible tells us here, and we're in, in Joshua chapter 9, verse 
Joshua chapter 9. And I want to go down a little bit further than what we've read so we can begin to see the reaction and the results of what happened. Uh, We find in verse 16 is when they discovered. Have you ever had that moment where you thought, oh no, what did I do? Uh, I imagine that went through their mind when they realized, hey, these people don't live 300 miles away. They just live, you know, three miles down the road. What have we done? We've just made an agreement. We've just broken God's law. And so I think that moment probably hit. Notice what it says in verse 17. And the children of Israel journeyed and came upon their cities. Talking about the Gibeonites. And it says in verse 18, the children of Israel smote them not because the princes of the congregation had sworn unto them by the Lord God of Israel. And all the congregation murmured against the princes. But all the princes said unto the congregation, what we have sworn unto them by the Lord God of Israel. Now therefore we may not touch them. This we will do to them, we will even let them live, lest wrath be upon us because of the oath which we swear unto them. And the princes said unto them, Let them live, but let them be hewers of wood and drawers of water unto all the congregation as the princes had promised them. So here's, here's the problems that they brought into their life. First, they were dissatisfied. dissatisfied. You know, that's what sin does. It'll make you dissatisfied. You're not going to be happy when you compromise. You're not going to be happy when you sin. Notice they did not receive what they hoped for. God had promised them the land, all of it. But because they compromised, they wouldn't get all of the land. That's what happened. They lost out. And that's what compromise does. We lose out. And when you lose out on something, especially something that is good, you're going you're gonna to be dissatisfied. You're going to be a little bit, uh, I guess, say sad because of the situation. So they couldn't possess the whole land. They couldn't remove these people. And that's where we find compromise. Now here's a thought here. Compromise never lives, lives up to the promise. It'll never live up to the promise. There's always a catch with compromise. And you're never going to be satisfied. Now it may produce... Some happiness for the moment when you make the decision. But it's also going to produce a lot of regrets and a whole bunch of what ifs. What if I had not done that? What if I had not said that? So it's best not to compromise. Here's the second one. They were discouraged. Uh, The Bible tells us in verse 18, we've read it there, but notice it says that they began to murmur against the princes. So they began to complain because of their discouragement. You know, discouraged people murmur. That's usually what happens. Discouraged people murmur. Discouraged people complain. Uh, Discouraged people are prone to, I can say, griping when they're upset. It's because of discouragement. And by the way, all Christians can be prone to this too if we compromise. And that's, that's where it kind of begins. It's with sin in our life. And so, here's some thoughts here. They began to express their unhappiness with their words. They began to complain against the leaders. They didn't like their situation. They didn't like what is happening. They were upset. Now the leaders, you know, uh, this was a tough situation for the leaders. They, they'd made a mistake and they knew it. But at the same time, you know what? They couldn't go back on it. That, that's the problem here. And to their credit, they they kept their their word. They had made a promise. You know, it was a foolish promise, but they made the promise. So they kept it. And that's what they're trying to tell the people. Hey, you know, we made this mistake. And the people don't like it. And so they began to murmur and complain. You know, that's what happens when compromise happens. It just leads to murmuring, complaining, problems. You know, when you compromise, you're going to be easily agitated, easily upset, and easily discouraged uh, due to what's happened and probably the consequences of what's just taken place. You know, today I think that's why there are Christians, a lot of them that are discouraged, because they've compromised at some point. They have no longer kept God's word as their authority in life. They've allowed something else to lead them, whether it's emotions, feelings, ego, or following somebody else, and they realize they're not happy. Well, they might still be saved, but they're just not happy. 
And that's because of the, of the sin, of the compromise. And so the best, uh, I guess, a remedy for that is don't compromise. Make sure you're living according to God's word. Here, here's the third one as far as their suffering. They began to doubt, folks. They doubted. Uh, you know, notice what Joshua says here, verse 22. And Joshua called for them, and he spake of them, saying, Wherefore have you beguiled us? Saying, We are very far from you when you dwell among us. And then it says here, in verse 24, But the answer Joshua said, Because it was certainly told thy servants how the Lord God had commanded you. So here's what we have here. Joshua was talking to the, to the Gibeonites, saying, Hey, you know, why'd you deceive us? And he says, Because God's blessing you. You know, basically out of fear. They, 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 wanted to, they didn't want to be destroyed, but they were going to be dishonest. And Joshua here, I think he understood something. Something. He understood now they had sinned against God. What's God going to do? You, when you compromise, you're going to have some doubts in your life. Not necessarily doubts of what to do next, but maybe doubts of is God going to work? Is God going to bless? Here's some of the doubts that I think happen with compromise. Uh, the first one is Am I saved? Am I saved? That's probably the first doubt you might get when you compromise into sin. You may wonder, Am I saved? And you may have to go back and make sure that you're saved. You know, another one may be, am I where God wants me? Because if you've compromised, you may wonder, well, has that led to other mistakes and decisions I've made? Am I where God wants me? And then the third one is, am I doing what God wants me to do? That's another doubt you may wonder. You see, that all is a result of compromise. Because when you're out of God's will, then you're going to begin to question these things. You know, I think obviously, first off, we must make sure we don't compromise till we get ourselves in this situation. And then second, if you do make that mistake, you know, God says, if we confess our sin, He's faithful and just to forgive us our sin and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So, if you've made that mistake, you can be forgiven, okay? That's not the end. God can forgive you. And God can bless you again. Seek His forgiveness. God is gracious, as we read there. He's a God of grace and mercy. And so let's seek His forgiveness and ask Him to forgive us, and God will bless you again. But here's the third one now. They suffered, and here's where we're going to conclude it this morning. They stopped. They stopped because of their sin. The title of this series is Forward by Faith. I think this is one of the greatest generations that ever lived. It's because they followed God, they went by faith, and they went into the land. And God blessed them. But they had moments where they struggled, and this is the moment. This is one of them. And it was due to compromise. And so we find here that they stopped going forward. You know, I have found in my personal life and with others that when someone compromises, they tend to stop walking with God. Salvation is still the same. You know, you're not going to lose your salvation. God has saved you. I tell you what, He's going to keep you. But your relationship with God is going to suffer with compromise. You may not read the Word of God like you should. You may not talk to God like you know you should. You may not be a witness because you're just the guilt and the compromise. See, what happens is it hinders our walk with God. Well, it hindered their walk with God. Here's three thoughts. First, they were distracted. They were distracted. You know, verses 19 through 21, we find here, they can't get rid of the Gibeonites anymore. They can't just go remove them like they were supposed to. You know what they had to do? They had to do something with them. They had to basically take care of them and watch over them. So they're distracted. And they were forced to do something with the Gibeonites. Now they, so they decided what they were going to do is make them servants. And pretty much bring them into the, to the, the fold or into the group of Israel. And, and by the way, they stayed there for years. They're part of the group now. You see, they were distracted. And when you compromise, 
you're going to be distracted. You're going to, you're going to have to deal with other things. Uh, you know, when it comes to sin, sin is like that snowball effect. Uh, for example, when someone tells a lie, they often have to tell a second lie to cover the first lie. And sometimes that can lead to many lies and over and over and over again. Well, that's how sin is. It, it just snowballs on you. And when you compromise and you allow sin, and then next thing you know, you may have gotten a lot more than you thought you planned on. And you are distracted having to take care of all these new problems. And all these new issues and all these new things. You see, the best thing is obviously not to compromise. So here's the thought here. You know, when you're saved, God has set you free from sin. You know, God set you free from sin. Praise God for that. You've been set free from sin. Let's go over to the book of Galatians. Let me show you something here. Galatians chapter 5 and verse 1. Galatians chapter 5. You know, the Bible says when you're saved, you're saved from sin. The power of sin, the penalty of sin, and the presence that's in your life. God saves you. He doesn't save you partially. He saves you completely. Notice what it says in verse 1 of Galatians 5. He says, Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty. Liberty. Praise God. You're free. He says, Wherewith Christ hath made us free, and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. You know, there are a lot of people today that have entangled themselves with the yoke of bondage. They're Christians. They're saved. They've been saved. Their soul has been set free. But you know what? They compromise and they enslave themselves back into sin. And that's what we're talking about here this morning. That's what happened to these people. They made a poor decision. They compromised. And now they've got these problems. Well, this morning, sin will limit your freedom when you serve God. That's what it will do. It will limit your freedom as far as serving God. Because when you sin, you've got that sin in your life. You've got to deal with that. And of course God will forgive you. But you know that perhaps the consequences of that sin, maybe some poor decisions, you've got to deal with those. You see, they had some decisions or some things they had to deal with because of their poor decisions. And they've got to take care of those things. You know, uh, I was reading once uh, uh, a man, he was a prison chaplain and he was going through the prison and uh, witnessing to prisoners. And there was a man there who had life. He was there. For life. And uh, the chaplain said he went to him and began to share the gospel with him. And the man just completely ignored him and didn't want anything to do with him. And, and as he was beginning to step away, uh, the man said, he was here. He called him preacher. He said, preacher, I'll tell you what. He said, if I accept Christ as my Savior, will he get me out of here? You know, just be very, you know, just plain, matter of fact. And the chaplain said, he goes, I went back. He goes, I turned back and sat in front of him and said, no, he won't because you deserve to be here. He said, but he'll not only save your soul, but he'll go with you from this point on. And he'll take you into eternity with him. That man accepted Christ as his Savior that day and his life was changed. You see, what happens is there, there may be some consequences to our compromise that we're going to have to deal with. And that's why it's best not to compromise. It's best to make God's your word your authority and walk with God. Because... When you compromise, you may have all these other things you're going to have to deal with now. And you're going to have to take care of. And that's what they had. They had a whole bunch of responsibilities now that they didn't have, they didn't have to begin with. But now they've got to take care of. And so what sin does is it just limits your freedom. It just hinders your walk with God. Here's the second one. They were delayed. They were delayed. Notice they weren't going anywhere now. They weren't moving forward. They weren't conquering cities. They weren't kicking people. They just stopped right in their tracks. Because they had a problem they got to deal with. You know, that's what sin does. When you compromise, you're going to just stop because you've got to take care of that. And they were delayed in the work that God had formed. They had a new problem they had to address. They couldn't continue 
in the direction God wanted for them, and they were forced now to wait upon God to lead again. So here's the thought here. Compromise is going to hinder your spiritual growth. That's what it's going to do. If you compromise with the world, it's going to hurt your walk with God. Maybe even to the point where you just stop walking with God. You know, I have met people that I, I believe are saved. I hope they're saved. But they're just not walking with God. And I've heard comments of saying, well, you know, uh, I just stopped. I just did this. Usually what I have found, if I get a chance to talk a little bit further with some of them, is that something happened that caused them. They made a poor decision. Sin came in, and they got discouraged. And for some reason, I, you know, here, here's what I always thought is interesting. You know, physically, if you get sick, do you go to the doctor? I do, you know. Well, I'm stubborn sometimes. My wife has to make me go sometimes. But you get sick, you go to the doctor, right? You go somewhere to reach up. Isn't it interesting when Christians get into sin, they stop coming to church? I always find that just interesting. This is where they should be. They need to be in church. They need to be encouraged. They need to be finding strength in God and be in the fellowship with other Christians. But for some reason, Christians, I guess maybe it's because of that sin, that, that guilt, it just it keeps them away from where they should be. And that's what we find here. They're, they're delayed. They're not going forward. So make sure you don't have sin in your life and that it's keeping you away from where you should be. Here, here's the last one. They were defeated now. They were defeated. Now, they weren't completely and utterly defeated. I'm not saying they were completely overthrown because that's not the case. But they would not possess the entire land. They wouldn't get the victory, complete victory that God promised. Isn't that sad? They wouldn't get all that God had promised them. Instead, they, they would get victories, but they would, there would be a constant reminder in their life of their compromise, and that's the Gibeonites. They would remain there. And they would remain there and continue to remind them of their mistake. You know, that's what happens when we compromise. We don't get victories. We lose out on victories. We lose out on the blessings that God has for us. You know, this morning, God is going to remain faithful to you. I, I believe that. If you're saved, He's never going to leave you nor forsake you. Okay, God's going to remain faithful to you, but you may miss out on some blessings that God has for you due to your sin or to your compromise. You just may miss out on some of those blessings because of your compromise. We want to make sure we're being blessed, that, that, that God is blessing us and that God can bless us in the way that He wants to. And obviously that begins with not compromising with sin. So in closing here this morning, here's the key to all of it right here. Make God's word your authority. That, that's the key. Had they just obeyed God's word, had they just followed that, then the compromise would not have taken place. They would have, they would have said, hey, we better slow down. We better seek God's will in the matter. We better find out who these people are. And then God would have led them and God would have directed them. The problem was they were deceived. So just make sure that God's word is your authority, that you're following it, you're reading it, that you're living by it, you're applying it. And if you find yourself ever compromising in some area, then you seek God's forgiveness. Ask Him to forgive you of your sin, and God will bless you again. You know, in closing, the, the two thoughts I have for you, don't compromise when it comes to salvation. Make sure you're saved. Hope and pray everyone here is saved. What I mean by that is salvation, it's not of us, it's of God. Okay? We must put our faith in Christ and Christ alone. Not Christ and I'm going to go to church, or Christ and I'm going to do good, or Christ... No, Christ alone. He's the one who did the work on the cross. And He's the one that we put our faith in. So understand the importance of repenting and believing on Christ alone, putting your faith in Him, and not compromising that. that. Make sure you're saved. And then after you're saved, you know, every day this is just a battle. Just make sure that you're in God's Word, you're reading God's Word, studying it. And if you have decisions to make, or if you have any questions, 
seek God's will in the matter, talk to God, pray to Him. You know, I really believe, you know, if you have anything that just, if you're uneasy about something, if there's a red flag that goes up, chances are it's the Spirit beginning to work in your heart saying, don't do this, be careful of this, and then seek God's will and walk with the Lord. You've been listening to the preaching of Pastor Ramirez of Central Baptist Church of Little Rock, Arkansas. We hope today's message encouraged you. If you would like more information about Pastor Ramirez or Central Baptist Church, please visit our website, centralbaptistchurch.org. Thank you for listening today. Be sure to join us again for another message from God's Word.